What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of At Shell Cupcake Unedited. It's me, little less hair, a little more gray, a little shorter beard. You know, had to get the dog clippers out and zzz, zzz, zzz the other day. Trina might be a barber soon, you never know. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? You know, I, I definitely don't with, with what the fuck's going on in the world today. Uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode. Got a uh, amazing guest today. Um, kind of funny that he's my guest today. We'll get to that in a second. Um, just a reminder, we're only doing one episode a week from now on. Uh, starting in August, we're going to be live streaming a whole bunch of shows um, from, you know, not obviously from my apartment um, through the pinup page and some of that stuff. So I am going to be doing that, be traveling a little bit more, doing some stuff like that. So, and I'm also doing a day job um, for a well, work from home day job. So need to balance my time. So I'm not making promises I can't keep. So there's that. Um, besides all that, just a reminder, we're available everywhere the podcasts are. Uh, hit that subscribe button at the bottom to keep up to date with what we got going on. And uh, now let's move into our guest, my really good old friend, Tim Ruins. Hi, Tim. Hey, what's up, everyone? Oh, I'm so glad someone's channeling a white claw for me because I cannot. Yeah, I, I have a little collection over here. We'll get into that later, though. Oh, oh, I'm sure we will. I'm, I'm. I don't know if I said it on the episode was was if it was the episode with Steve or not. I brought or I brought it up somewhere on some podcast in the last like two months mm-hmm. that like I had been to the East Coast before, obviously, and I had friends from the East Coast before. Like I did those couple tours that you where we were on tour together. Like I didn't tour with you guys per se, you know, mm-hmm. but like I had never called a thirty pack a thirty rack. You know what I mean? Was that the episode? Yeah, with, was that the episode with Steve? I don't even remember. That was the episode with Steve. It's very fresh in my mind because I watched it the other day. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like I just like whenever people are like, You wanna you wanna get a case of beer? I'm like, Oh, you mean a 30 rack? And like half the people get it and half the people just blink at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I just immediately I think of well, specifically you and Joe, but like obviously like the whole band, you know. Yeah. And no, like that would, yeah, that it, would be our thing um when we would start tours. It's like, yeah. okay, everyone get their own thirty rack of bush light. Write your name in Sharpie on the on the thirty rack. Push light, Jesus. And uh, that's how we would start tours. Yeah. And you know, some thirty racks would run out sooner than others, and we would all find ourselves digging into drummers and not telling them, and he would get really pissed off. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, everybody, for those of you that don't know, Tim used to sing for Within the Ruins. Um, now him and his wife own a tattoo parlor in New New. Which part of New York? I don't want to say it wrong. Brooklyn, New York. We're in the Brooklyn. Williamsburg neighborhood of uh, Brooklyn. Okay, cool. I, I thought it was Brooklyn, but I didn't want to like say the wrong borough or whatever. However, it goes out there and have you like punch me through the screen. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So Tim, Tim's doing that now. Um, and then I know you also before you opened the shop, you were doing like tattoo removal, right? Like you got certified to do all that. Yes. Yeah. So um, I joined up with Clean Slate Laser. Um, I was working in the Manhattan location for. Uh, about a year and a half, and then me and Nikki found this space in Brooklyn, and it was just kind of perfect. And I asked Clean Slate if they wanted, because they've been wanting to open up a Brooklyn location since hmm. they started, because we have other locations. We have locations throughout the metropolitan area, and they've always wanted to do a Brooklyn one. So um, when I brought brought the idea to them, they were like, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. So um, I'm in there lasering, and she's in there tattooing. Right. So you can get your lasers and your and your cover-ups in the same place. Exactly. One stop shop. Dude, I mean, it's pretty genius when you think about it. I don't think 
are there a lot of other places that do that? I'm, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not heavy in the tattoo culture, but like, I feel like I haven't seen that in a lot of places. There, throughout the country, there's a couple, but it's not know. like because laser is such a new industry. That's that fair. Like, That's fair. It's, it's, it's kind of like the Wild West right now, so it's kind of like very innovative and kind of not anything goes because there are regulations as far as uh, each state goes. But yeah, uh, so, so you were like outlaw Timmy the kid or something like that. Like, sorry, yeah. you made a wild, you made a Wild West joke. I had to something like that. I yeah. had to. Yeah, no, no. Some some states require the the location to be in like a medical building and require a nurse to do the lasering. Other states, you just need to get certified. Uh, go really, through. you have to have a, like a, an actual nurse do it to you in some places. Yeah, yeah. So like New York, you what don't. The fuck. Obviously, um, you just need to be certified and trained and all that. Uh, New Jersey and Connecticut, you need to be in a medical building and medical facility, and a nurse or doctor needs to be doing the physical lasering. What the shit? I did not know that. Yeah, so it varies state by state. If anyone's looking to get into tattoo removal, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't. I don't even. I have no clue what the 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 rules out here on the West Coast even is. I think. I think you need a doctor in uh, in California. Probably. I feel like California is one of those like, well, you got the tattoos, so shut up and deal with it. States still like. But in Nevada, you don't. You can be. You know. Well, I mean. No disrespect to my to my Vegas fam, but Nevada's a lawless wasteland. Like, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, I mean, New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada are the last three places where you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Still, like, yep. yep. When it comes to like tattoos and you know guns and freedom, you know what I mean. Like, constitution. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it's all like. You know, I, I'm actually kind of pumped you get me up for the episode. Like, obviously, we text each other, like, on our birthdays and all that that cute shit. Right. I mean, we haven't, like, had, like, a full conversation in a while. So I'm just going to use this episode to, like, more or less catch up with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that that's double sick. You know what I mean? Double like, sick. I, I had Darius from Spite on a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't talked to him since I did their album release show very heavily, which was, that was, like, shit before. That was still 2019. You know what I mean? Perfect. So it's been like great. It's like you know, two birds, one stone, as as, as the old men say. You know, so get, get two birds stoned, as Ricky from Trailer Park Boys like. Oh, amazing! <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's he, the, he is the the lost prophet of our generation, as far as I'm concerned. Hundred percent. So, so well, so like, how did you? How did the tattoo removal thing? Like, how did you get into that? How did that come up? Like, um, so I would I would say like two years ago, um. I've, I've been wanting to, I, I heard about laser removal and I was just kind of like, kind of spooked by it because there's a lot of horror stories on the internet, like huge blisters and like a lot of scarring involved. Yeah. And um, I got my first session, not with Clean Slate. I actually got it because Nikki was working at a uh, shop called Addicted to Ink in White Plains. I remember when you, when you started hanging out with her, I like lurked her page and saw that that's yeah. where she worked. Yeah, so she was working there for a minute, and they had a laser in there, and um, the co-owner's Gian, he was doing the lasering. Um, so, yeah, he, he coached me through it, um, did my first session, and then from there, I met Clean Slate at a tattoo convention in Long Island, and they started doing the rest of my sleeve. And from there, I kind of built a relationship with the owner, Jeff, and the owner, uh-huh. Mary. They're, they're a married couple. Cool. Um, and we just kind of kept in touch. Um just at conventions and stuff, and then eventually uh, there was a, an event where we all went out for dinner, 
one night and drinks and stuff. And and Jeff is saying how he wants to expand. He wants to open new new locations and hire new technicians. And I feel like he kind of put the the seed in my head. Yeah. Because um, the next day I was like, so what does it take to be a technician? I think I'd be something I could be good at because I I want to be involved in the tattoo industry. Yeah. Some some way or another. And I think mm-hmm. this is kind of perfect. And yeah. it was. I, I I picked up the technology and the science of it super quick and yeah the rest is kind of history that's right that's that's awesome yeah like that's sick and now which your wife finished the marvel sleeve so it's the other sleeve that you kind of got replaced right or got 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 lasered yeah so i just got my elbow finished which sucked (laughs) every second of it sucked but it turned out fucking awesome yeah yeah with the stones i I remember when you posted that i was like god damn it dude yeah i still have to do the hand and in here oh good luck with that what are you getting on that hand the hand is going to be spider-man sick respect and i'm gonna sneak a little ant-man action in here oh like all like all tiny coming out of thanos's butthole or what dude no no i think i think he's going to be running on venom's head oh that's actually legit i love that and then just more space stuff because it's kind of like spacey Yeah, yeah 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 that's that's sick dude i love it i love it and this arm is getting taken off, which you can see is yeah. looking pretty good so far. So, how do you, you feel? So how does that work? So like, are you, so like, I, you know, obviously like I'm familiar with like the laser stuff, but from like 10 years ago where it was like, can come sometimes kind of leave you scarred. You can't really touch it up again. Like, are you going to redo that arm after you remove it? Are you going to leave it blank or like, can you even do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get a completely new sleeve. Oh, I'm cool. So um, when, when tattoo removal first came out, there was not really much to know about it. They kind of learned as they went. Mm-hmm. But now we have protocols to where, because the industry standard is you wait six weeks between each treatment. Okay. Uh, turns out that everyone heals at such a different rate that if you if a person doesn't heal within that six weeks, you can cause scar tissue and hypopigmentation, yeah. which is an, it'll it'll strip the pigment out of your skin, um, and that yeah. But all the horror stories are true in that case. But we wait 12 weeks in between each treatment. Okay, cool. So that allows like all the layers of the skin to heal, avoids any scarring. And also what happens when when the laser breaks up the ink, your body digests that ink and it filters out the lymphatic system. Interesting. So, so I that, did not know that. That's kind of how it all works. So it filters out your kidneys, comes out your urine, your sweat, and all that kind of stuff. Science. Dude, science. I did not expect to <laughs> learn anything today when I woke up, Tim. Especially talking to me, right? <laughs> well, not necessarily. I, you know, I, I have not ever learned anything scientific from you until now, but I have learned a lot of things from you. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I learned how to be the most economic I could ever be on tour from within the ruins. You know what I mean? Dude, when we had that grill and it would just be like, you know, hey, whose turn is it to go inside and buy English muffins and a little pack of sausages? Like, let's just grill in the parking lot. And I'd be like, Oh man, let's go to Diddy's or like a bagel place. And you were like, dude, we can all eat for what one of you, one of us would pay there. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I like, I carried over into my not tour life as being frugal as fuck. <laughs> I had the complete opposite. Since yeah. I stopped, I'm like, I'm like, savings? Mm-hmm. What's, what's that? I'm 34. I'm going to go travel like I have money saved, even though I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, at first I was like, you know, I deserve a break. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive in a little bit and kind of yeah. Stuff. But beyond that, it was like, 
you know, now that you, I have money, that's the one thing of not touring. You pretty much immediately have money in your bank account. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is what it feels like to not be a fucking piece of shit every day. Yeah, I have more than a thousand dollars. Holy shit. Yeah, and it's also I have more than that, and you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't have to have a beer to 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 wake up for breakfast. What? Yeah, dude. The first time I, I had like three thousand dollars in my bank account, I was like, yo, I am rich. Oh, dude, if it was, it's such a nice feeling, dude. Like I remember, I remember like when I when I first met you guys when we were touring and all that stuff. Like, I think my rent was like three hundred and fifty bucks, maybe maybe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now when I when I'm like, look, I'm like thinking about it now. I'm like, dude, how do people anybody that lives in California that doesn't live with their parents tour now, or even like New York? You guys aren't. I mean, we're about the same. I think I don't I don't know exactly how where you, where you and Nikki live is, but like, no, you know, we, we live in a very expensive apartment for sure. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's not cheap. California, New York are basically the same thing at this point in time, you know, like price wise. Yeah, but when I was touring, I was renting a room for five hundred dollars a month because I was never there. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, that's doable. I'm here for a month at a time, not even. Yeah, if even that. It's whatever. It's just a place yeah, I think when I, I think when I was touring with you guys, uh, was I even? Did I even have an apartment then? I think there was a while my buddies had a place right by the ocean, and I literally when I was home from tour. I just slept on their couch and I had a dresser of clothes at their place and that was it. Yeah. Oh, and my Xbox was there. Yeah, I, I for the first couple of years I started touring, I would I was homeless for a good two three of those years. I would sleep in my van. Like if I, I didn't make it, if I didn't make it to my friend's house after work before he went to sleep, I would just sleep in my van. I mean, honestly, like we've all kind of done the like being a musician or in that world, you've been done some sort of awkward, nomadic travel, sleep situation, living situation at some point in time, you know? It was, it was rough, but it, I, honestly, I didn't mind it at the time. I was like, this is sick. Yeah, I, I mean, back on tour. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, there was one point in time where, like, I don't know if you ever came to that house that uh, Garen's dad had up in Scotts Valley in the mountains of Santa Cruz, but it was like, there was one point in time where there was like nine of us living there. And it was like just it was like a couple dudes from Arsonist, a couple dudes from another band, some of our other homies. But like they, everybody like traveled for work or was like surfers or like it was were videographers. So it was just kind of like this giant like nomad pad. Yeah, some of the uh, the Moria dudes stayed there, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. There was I was I was there for a chunk. He was people were in and out and whatnot. And then before that, I I had a place with a couple of them. I had a place with Steve, the bass player from Moria. Who became the bass player for Arsonist for right. a little bit, and then like Garen lived with us, and like we were in and out, and then we all lived with Arthur for a little bit at his at his uncle's place. It was dude, it was just, it was just madness, dude. So they got like a big frat house without the douchiness, you know? No, that was probably still there in its own regard. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna play. Like it was, it was minorly there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. yeah. Well, shit. So, like, you know, like I said, we haven't we haven't gotten much of a chance to catch up. Like, was the transition like I'm assuming the transition away from being in the band was difficult, but like, obviously needed. You know what I mean? Like, and then you met Nick. Did you meet Nikki before you you left the band? Yeah, I met her about a year and a half, maybe two years. Okay, okay, that's what I that's what I thought, but I was I didn't want to go like scroll all the way back through your Facebook and like write all this down. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I figured I'd ask. I'd just ask, yeah. So I'm, uh, but uh, but at least having her around, I'm sure probably made the transition easier. And then, you know, you found 
the tattoo removal and then you guys opened your own shop like are you love i mean obviously it sucks right now because everything's fucking closed but i'm uh, assuming yeah so i mean it it did suck for a little bit we opened february 8th and then we closed march 15th so but we're back open now oh okay so, good so yeah we've been open oh, so new york is letting you guys yeah yeah we're we're in okay. new york city's in phase three right now so we just opened on july 6th so okay, we, we've been back in business for a week and a half which has been amazing yeah it's like weird like i know i'm kind of i don't know where we're at right now i'd have to go google it i don't really want to do that mid-episode but like they they let the tat or they let the piercing parlors open before the tattoo parlors here there's so, there's just right there's just piercing parlors really that's I've what never. Really? I, I don't think the governor pays attention. You know what I mean? So it's basically like anywhere that does both open and the places that were just tattoo places didn't open. That's weird. Dude, okay. they were like, it was like literally like the last thing to open here. Like I felt so, because I have a lot of friends that do that out here. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Like, that they own shops out there too and they're pissed because everything's shutting back down again now. Well, yeah, now it's like yeah. we finally got permission and it's like, mm-hmm. like the thing that the thing that I feel bad about that is like, dude, you should see like the town, so Trina and I live in this like cute little town. Like, we live. I live five minutes from the ocean. You know what I mean? Right. Like our our main strip is like you know it's a two lane road, but there's parking spots on the outside and on the inside of each. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So four rows of parking. So two two rows of parking on each direction of traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And like all these places, I'm, I don't know if they're getting permits to do this or if the city's just letting everybody want to run rampant. But you go down that street now, and it's like half the street in front of the shops has been converted into like faux deck seating area so the businesses can stay open and serve people. Yeah, that that's what uh, New York City's been doing as well. They so, so they so they get a permit to take up some of the street parking and they they build these little makeshift mm-hmm. uh, things where you, where you can have outdoor seating. Yeah, so we have that going on, and then it's like, but you still can't have people fucking get tattoos, which is like, I mean, anybody that's been to a real tattoo parlor, that's the cleanest goddamn place you're probably ever going to be. Oh, we clean it top to bottom every day. Yeah, like, you have to, because the government hates you, the religious the religious people hate you, you know, the health, the health department wants to find a reason to shut you down, I'm sure. Actually, in New York, it, I was very surprised. There's uh, not a lot of regulations for, for tattoo shops. I thought it would be like top to bottom. Yeah. When we, were, when we were like planning to open in the shop, like I was looking at looking at like the regulations, like how many sinks do you have to have? Like, like what uh-huh. you have to have the health department come in and inspect. And they've been under review pretty much since um, tattooing became legal in New York. So you just you, you just take your knowledge of what's. Uh, sanitary and what's supposed to be there, and we we just did that. So well, that's good. I mean, yeah. interesting. Yeah, interesting. Super, super interesting. It was definitely a, a learning experience. And then like my, my bud, uh, good buddy Donald, who owns Inkology in Manhattan, he was kind of my Obi Wan this whole this whole through this whole thing. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Coaching me through it, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, just uh, make sure everything's up to as much code as you can, because there is no code." And yeah kind of went from there yeah so i was like if you get the random inspection or the random like person who tries to claim you have a dirty shop you know what i mean you can just prove them wrong you know exactly there's always some stupid vindictive white girl that doesn't like the butterfly tattoo she ended up getting yeah you know what i mean you can can eat a five course meal off of our floors guaranteed 
I might have to. I might have to. I might have to test that. I, I wouldn't go that far, but you know. <laughs> I mean, we don't have too many friends that would actually test that theory. You know, I definitely would though. They're, they're very, very clean. Yeah. 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 Well, so is it just is it is it just you and her, or is, do you, is there a couple other artists there as well? So it's funny that you that you say that because when we first opened up, it was me doing the removal, Nikki tattooing. Then we had our um, an artist, uh, Georgia. Um, she's from Australia. Oh, cool. She, she was our other resident artist. And once COVID hit, she was on, she was here on a one visa that she had to renew. And she, and, they was, said- and she was living by herself in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is very expensive. Um, so she couldn't stay. She wasn't making any money. She was like, I can go back to Australia. Um, I can't get unemployment here because I'm not a U.S. citizen. So she had to bounce understandably. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But, and and now she can't even get that visa back, right? Like No, no, she can't come back here for like a year or two or something like that because so of the, the, the travel restrictions. So stupid. It's crazy. But we we do have some guest artists that are going to come through probably like in September, October once things cool. kind of calm down, hopefully. Oh, hopefully, yeah. And we'll we'll kind of crossed. From, yeah, we'll kind of go from there. Well, well, you know, the, you know, the 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 dumb Oompa Loompa in the White House started wearing a mask. Yeah, I saw that. Or maybe that was photoshopped. Either way, hopefully, it starts convincing people that maybe they should do it. Too little, too late. Well, I mean, it's not the story of America. Yeah, it's, it sucks because like my 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 family lives in Florida. My like my immediate family, my mom, and my mm-hmm. dad, so. um, and they're pissed. They're like. They've been doing the right thing the whole time. They've been staying inside, only going out for necessities, wearing masks, hand sanitizer, all that. And now I think the other day, um, Florida confirmed 15,000 positive cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our our county. So everybody here, like, dude, I feel bad. Like, I go, I'll go take the puppy on a walk, just me and the dog, right? And I don't wear a mask because I'm not going into a business. I'm not seeing, you know, I'm not doing anything where I'm planning on seeing people, right? right. Yeah, whenever I'm like riding my bike or like walking down the street and going oh, yeah. around, I, I just wear it on my chin. Well, where I am is to the point where people that are out on a walk with their dog by themselves are wearing masks. Right. And I look like the asshole. I mean, which is a, a good thing is, you know, California's back in the thick of it. Well, so, and that's what's funny is like, yeah. so we haven't been to the thick of it until this last wave of like increases. Mm-hmm. We were doing okay. And then the funny part about the coronavirus thing is, you know, a lot of us over here were kind of like, okay, let's like, let's wait and see what happens. Like we didn't have any cases at first, right. you know? And then do you remember hearing about the cruise ship where everybody on the cruise ship got coronavirus? Yeah. And they had to stay out there for like fucking ever. Right. Well, that's what they, that's what nobody told you. They stayed out there forever. And then they finally got back to America and guess where they fucking went. California. Yes. They came here because we have like, you know, Pebble Beach is here. So like, the you know, like the Pro-Am is here. The U.S. Open comes here. Like, so we have, and Carmel is here, which is like, you know, Clint Eastwood was the mayor of that town. So that's all you really ever need to know about it. <laughs> right. You know, the, the most expensive car show, I believe on the continent, if not in the world, comes here. It's Carmel, which is like 20 minutes from where I live. So we have all these like bougie five plus star hotels. And those are all, and like these huge conference centers. Those are all the places that have like the appropriate air filtration system. So Newsom, which is our governor here, without saying telling anybody, stuck those fucking people in the hotels here. 
Oh. So and so and at that point in time, none of us, nobody in California was really like too worried about Corona. And then that happened, and it was just like immediately like local business got cut in half because nobody wanted to go out. Everybody was freaking out, was paranoid. You know what I mean? And then now the problem is, is like all the hotbeds for California are like, you know, Fresno, Modesto, the Central Valley, mm-hmm. you know, and the, it's already like 100 plus degrees out there now. Right. So they're all coming here and there's zero like, you know, the way I've been explaining it to a lot of my out of town friends and like out of state friends is like, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. People hate the fucking police right now because who's supposed to be regulating what's going on with coronavirus? Yeah, yeah. The, the governor is not going to walk down the street and be like, "Here's a ticket." No, no it doesn't work like that. So, so, so it leaves what your health organizations, your your sheriffs, and your police force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's happened with the police, anyways. And so, but it's like, I I know from living here, like obviously I'm not a cop. You know, I I have a couple friends whose parents used to be police officers. But like, how hard is it? You know, where I live, there's only two freeways in and out, Tim. Right. How hard would it be to just do a do a blockade and check the ID? If you don't live in this county, you either turn around and go home, you have a, a note from work, or you pay a fucking huge fine. Dude, I thought they were going to do that in New York City when this first hit, when we were uh-huh. like the epicenter. I thought they were going to have the National Guard rolling down with tanks, like telling people on like loudspeakers to get, get the fuck inside, go yeah. home. They didn't probably a good thing they didn't because there probably would have been more riots than there were weeks yes. later yes exactly the uh, the george floyd thing but um yeah i it, it, i'm glad you mentioned that because like i've been monitoring the situation here so closely every day that it's hard to like monitor because it, it's it's exploded all over the country so much that it's hard to monitor yeah every, everything all at once you know i I'm, mm-hmm. like nikki's family is from arizona and my family's from florida so i monitor those two for like the two worst places unfortunately exactly. yeah um so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad you told me that i didn't know yeah. that yeah well you remember where my parents live in like little podunk las cruces new mexico right las like, cruces doggy yes exactly like they that place has now become like they had like 80 cases in like a day last week oh really and all of us are like everybody all my friends that live with there i'm like what is it and they're like oh it's just people are just ignorant you know people are like well, like, why should I get tested if I don't feel bad? Why should I wear a mask if I'm not sick? Like, they just kind of have, like, the ignorance. It's not, like, right. necessarily a political thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of Hispanic people out there. And there's also, like, the Border Patrol. That's one of the cities they work out of a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, ethnic diversity because there's actually a lot of ethnic people that work for the Border Patrol. So, you know what I mean? There's I wouldn't say there's a lot of racism out there. Like, there's probably – I'm sure there's a little bit. There's just a little bit everywhere. Right. You know? But like all of a sudden, it's like I was like worried about my parents, you know, especially like my dad had a heart attack a couple of years back, like stuff like that. And they've been fine. And then all of a sudden, last like two weeks, it's like all of a sudden, little like podunk ass fucking Las Cruces is yeah. fucking now they're having a problem, too. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. The, yeah. These little clusters have been popping up. I think it's more people like. Especially after going through like a first lockdown, I don't know how strict it was everywhere else, but here it was strict and uh, yeah we were we were like the first one of the first areas that like sh- like had the actual shelter in place term used on it yeah A- after after you do that people don't really want to do what they're told you know mm-hmm. like, infringing on freedoms and all that kind of stuff yes um all that you can say nonsense that's okay 
but yeah yeah it's no it it really it really is nonsense because it's yeah. like it's, it's not that at all it's like hey look up the word pandemic in the dictionary it's like you need everyone need, needs to do their part me and me and nikki got tested today for covid because yeah i saw your your yeah, video we've been in we've been in business for a week and a half and we're going to do so every two weeks just to make sure everything's safe you know yeah I, I she sees one client per day i i see i can see up to 15 clients per day it's a lot of yeah. people coming in and out. We, and we, yeah. we do temperature checks. We do hand sanitizer when they come in. We wipe everyone's phone down with alcohol. Like good, yeah. Is nasty. she is she seeing one client a day? Is that just her choice, or is that just kind of how her scheduling's worked out? Uh, the, she she only does like bigger pieces. So she, oh she, okay. She works like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just so she has a day uh, breather in between. Uh, but she she does like you know four to eight hour pieces. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, so it's not like just like little jammers. They're like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, like we've, we, we've been pretty good about like not seeing very many people outside of our circle. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go somewhere, it's like, do you have a yard? Yeah. Like, can we, yeah. can we, can we comfortably be six feet apart? Like, you know, usually I'm sure you, you've seen and anybody that falls me on the internet has seen my fucking dog and I bring, she, I literally bring her everywhere with me. I'm, yeah. I've turned into that guy, like the big guy that has the little dog with him everywhere he goes. I've you know, seen the pictures. yes, yes. It's so, adorable. She is adorable. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, like we're, we're, we've been very responsible about it and it's like, but we, the other day we were like, Hey, maybe we should just get tested because like she has to go see, she had to go see her uncle, uh, soon because like he's moving and some of the, you know, just family stuff. You know what right. I mean? I want to fly and go see my parents cause I haven't seen them since fucking Thanksgiving. Right. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And it's like, well, maybe we should get tested. And like, dude, I looked it up and in my area, unless you, actually feel like you have symptoms and then can talk to a doctor on the phone and they can tell you yes or no we we can't even get tested for free here that's shot that's it's fucked up dude like like there was there's i can maybe go to the next town over to salinas and do it but like even that was like you have to you have to they do a limited number of testing a day you have Mm -hmm. to reserve a spot and you have to like get up hell early to do it and if sometimes if you show up and you're waiting in line Sometimes they only have a certain number of tests a day, and then you so you can still miss out. That, that's that, that's how this thing is exploding. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's crazy. Yeah, you, you can you can they, they ask you when you are you are you feeling sick? Have you had any symptoms? Or I'm like, no, but I, I just started working again, and I want to make sure my clients and my staff are safe. And they're like, okay, cool. You can do that once every two. You can, you can come once a week if you want. So. Any, anybody are you test? just are you just going to like a hospital or where do you go for that um so there is a um a uh, urgent care chain called city md okay and they're spread out all throughout the, the new york area they're doing it and then there's there's a bunch of other uh like like drive up sites and then there's uh other urgent cares that are doing that as well but that that's what we went to today was uh city md mm. um, okay yeah all the drive up sites here and all that stuff all got shut down because there's no more money there's no more funding for it and i mean trump already pulled the whole like the states are on their own card but like he hates california so we get we get zero additional assistance you know what i mean yeah sick president we have really really pulling yeah. everyone together on this one yeah well and it's like you know it's funny because like you know i know i i you know i don't have a problem with, with most republicans inherently you know what i mean but like i always tell people the rock summed it up the best i don't know how many of these other episodes you watched him i'm obsessed with the rock 
He is. Dude, I, I've been saying, it's funny that you say that, because I've been saying that The Rock should run for president. Dude, did you see my post the other day? The Rock should run for president with ICP as his vice president, because did you see that post they made yesterday? No, no, I didn't. Dude, it's a picture of that fool from Blood on the Dance Floor. Oh, like, yeah, because they, they like put a hit on his head. Well, yeah, so so they, they reposted that picture and they're like, yo, if you see this guy, like he's walking around like he didn't get he didn't get, you know, he didn't go to jail. He got out free. He's yeah. a fucking pedophile. And they're like, they're like, if you see somebody with this raccoon ass fucking hair and all this dumb ass makeup, he's like, first, <laughs> first, make sure it's the right motherfucker. Yeah. And once you've confirmed it's the right motherfucker, you know what to do. And every and it like blew up over the last like, couple of years on social media. Everybody's just like, who would have thought that like ICP of all musical entities would be like the 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 people that have just exploded like wildfire in the middle of this pandemic and like yeah. all these social issues going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I saw. I think Metal Sucks reposted that. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, I hope that not a lot of people are walking around looking like that anymore. <laughs> like, I think that that era of looking that scene is is kind of. Coming on, hopefully. I think it's only in like the big cities. Yeah, yeah, but but anyways, so The Rock, like he posted this video. I think it was like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and like the whole time, like it just starts and he's just sitting in his house, you know, his nice ass fucking mansion, and he's like, "Where are you?" That's literally how the video starts. He's like super somber. At no point in time does he bring up Democrats. Does he bring up Republicans? Does he bring up? He doesn't even say Trump by name. He doesn't really mention the president. He just is like, and his whole point is like, we need you right now. Like, even the people that you don't want to lead, the people that don't want to be led by you, yeah. we all need you. Like, yeah. where, this was in like, this is like in the middle of like when he was hiding in the bunker for three days, you know, like right after all the riots started. And I was like, you know, regardless of how you feel on either side of the issue, his point is completely valid. Yeah, you know? we don't have a president right now. Yeah, no, we have a man baby. Yeah. You know, and like, it's all just about like what he's done and staying in office. And then like now this whole nonsense with the like, oh, mail-in ballots are unconstitutional and that just allows the Democrats to cheat. It's like, dude, shut up, man. Like, Stop. yeah. Stop. It's just, it sucks, dude. It bumps me out, man. Because like, like so many people are blind to the fact that like our basic rights as americans are being taken away yeah like i'm actually if you went back in time to me three months ago i'm legitimately shocked that trump has not tried to declare martial law and i think the only reason he hasn't is because he was told he couldn't yeah he would 100 percent do it if he if there yeah. were no checks well i think he was going that way because that was when he was like we're going to tell states what to do and tell which states to shut down and they don't get federal aid and then that's when they were all like even the rest of the government was like, you can't do that. Yeah, he's like, I am law and order. Yeah, I, I, everybody was like, you, yeah. Like, even his, like, people that always support him were like, regardless of, like, if we think you're right, like, you you, you literally can't do that. Like, there's a yeah. few things you can't get away with as president, and that's one of them. And then, now, and then, of course, you know, it's like, oh, those states are on their own, you know? Yep. So, I don't know. No, what, you, you, want, you want to shift gears? Yeah, yeah, we going off on a fucking tangent. I can talk about that fucking. That it's orange so easy face. too, though. That's dude, to talk about that orange face moron for fucking forever, dude. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, let's let's fucking let's let's definitely <laughs> swerve. 
the fucking subject. Let's uh, go hard left. Let's go hard left. Hard left. Not in a, not in a democratic way. Just just left turn. You know, right. just like yeah. left turn on a street you're not supposed to turn left on. Let's go like that, like within the ruins style, dude. Let's go down the one way, drunk as fuck. Pretty sure I've done that with you guys, but that's not that's a whole other conversation. Maybe we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Who yeah. fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Um, well, yeah. So, like, what's what's obviously you miss doing music? Like, have you have you you? I think you've done a few features since you left the band, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've done a couple guest spots. Um, yeah. I did a guest spot on this band called Escape the Void from uh, from Germany, who are badass. They have an EP out. Yeah, I know. I actually listened to that because I saw you post it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, Tim did something. I got to hear this." Yeah, that that like. Besides the song that I did, the whole EP is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, another band from Cali, actually, called The Anima Effect. I recently mm-hmm. did a um, recently did a feature on, and I did a. a I think pop. they're from. Wow, I'm being a really shitty promoter right now. I think they're from the Bay. They are from NorCal. I know that. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? They're from Sac. So that's not my wheelhouse. I don't need to know who they are. I don't feel as bad on record now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done some other stuff, and I have some other stuff in the works. But um, cool. I do have a main project that I'm doing with uh, a couple of friends from that I used to be in bands with, like back in the day, like back in like high school days. Oh, so we're sure. kind of like reconvening, and and like, like I was like, hey, I'm not doing anything. And they're like, okay, well, neither are we. So let's just get together and make music. Yeah, um, we've been doing everything, everything obviously via internet, and I have this whole recording setups just so I, I can do that. And yeah, I I was gonna ask because I see the little sound panelings there, like in the corner. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a little little setup here. Yeah, um, learning how to uh, work through like a DAW station and like <laughs> yeah, and do it all at home. Yep, yeah, do it all at home. It's funny because like I've been recording since I was I don't know sixteen, seventeen years old. And I never really sat down and learned it. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, yeah, that's just like, but you can apply that anywhere, bro. Like, don't don't beat yourself up. Like, how many people go to a show without ever learning how to put on a show? Right, right, right. True, true. But I I, I picked it up really quick. That's good. And I'm not half bad at it. Well, you're a pretty smart guy, so. Oh, thanks, bud. I, I think you are. <laughs> Making me and, uh, and it's my show, so. I don't really fucking care what anybody else has to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so look, I, I, mean I got a fucking Danny DeVito pillow. Oh, wait, right here. You know what I mean? Like, love Danny DeVito. He's watching over us. It's one of those sequin ones, so I can, like, make his face look all fuck, fucked up if I want. Nice. It's that. Nice. We, we, yeah. we, we stole it from somebody at a white elephant party for Christmas. Oh, dude, that was a, that's a fucking win. Because we play the white elephant for Christmas in my family, too. That's a. Yeah. That's a well, we don't even do it with. The, with the, with the family we have like a huge group of people like it's like a bunch of people that used to go to shows and then it's like the extended like friends growing up of those people and then like the girlfriends and then like you know all the girls becomes friends with each other so it's even like some of the ex-girlfriends are around there's like a it's like fucking 30 of us bro perfect yeah we go yeah yeah we do we do like 15 okay yeah i think this year was 27 of us wow that's sick and it was like you can steal the same thing you know, the third the, on the third steal, the gift is final. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So we, yeah, we go all out, bro. So yeah, so we have, uh, we won that. Um, the the only thing that I wanted more than that was it was somebody found this website where they laser pr- plant. I can't talk. Laser print blankets for you, and uh-huh. so what they did is they had they 
one of the guys reached out to everyone and was like, I need the most embarrassing picture of embarrassing picture you have of your significant other. Mm -hmm. And then they fucking put them on like this six by six blanket, Tim. Oh, dude. So there's this picture that like Trina, (laughs) Trina and I, like she used to have a Snapchat. And so it was like her, like, let's just be fucking like the assholes that are on vacation on Snapchat. So we're on a, we're in Vegas and I'm laying on the bed on my chest with my like feet crossed behind me in the air. So it looks like I'm naked because I have no shirt on and I'm like sucking on an otter pop. (laughs) And that's the fucking dead ass center of this fucking blanket, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. I was just like, can't really, I can't really hate on that. You know what I mean? I have to look into that for. Dude, I will try to find the link for my buddy and text it to you because it was like, I was like, I feel like everyone's just going to do that next year. Just do. Can you, can you do like panels? Yeah. Like multiple pictures? Yeah. That's what, no, that's what it was. It was pictures of all of us. Oh, oh, I, I thought it was one big picture. No. Gotcha. Well, so my picture was in the middle, but then gotcha, it was pictures gotcha. of all of us around it. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Dude, I, it was. I have multiple pictures of, oh, she's not in here. Okay. I have multiple pictures of my wife sleeping, like on airplanes and like. Oh, she can kill you. Oh, dude. She just, she has no idea about it. I have like a good, like 20 pictures and I've been waiting to do something with it. <laughs> So I think I found what I'm gonna do. Well, now now you know, dude. Now you know. Now you know. Well, that's that's fine, dude. Well, like, what's so that new music is it gonna be? Is it? I'm assuming it's metal. Yeah, it's metal. It's um, it's gonna be like, like, 2004 metalcore, just straight to the bone. The good shit. Yeah, like, kill switch engage alive or just breathing on Earth as of the oncoming storm, like that kind of. Ah, okay. Uh, with like with like a modern twist to it, obviously. Well, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I miss those days. That's when it was that you know, like yeah. Just you know, you're you're in New York, dude. Like being a proud proud person who lives in New York, I want I'm ready. Where's my fucking next It Dies Today record? I know those motherfuckers have it done. I know it's sitting there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I want I, it. I don't know those dudes unfortunately. But I actually listened to uh, that that first record the other day. Cat of Choir. Cat of Choir, yeah. Dude, so good. Still fucks. Dude, it's uh, that that like there's few metalcore albums that like, you know, like when I'll put on like a lot, you know, I'll put on, you know, the first like three Killswitch records, and I'll just sing my heart out. You know what I mean? I'll put on Vanity by Eighteen Visions, and I'm like a little scene girl all over again. You know what I mean? But then like. When I listen to Cat of Choir, I'm like pumped. Like that's like I want to fucking punch somebody in the face, dude. Like 100. percent It's like weird for me because like the bands that get me like pumped up, like just jacked. It's like that that band, fucking Hatebreed, dude. Hatebreed, fucking Zayo. Satisfaction fucking. is the death of desire. It's it's a half hour long best album ever. I am uh, a rise of brutality person. I'm one of those. I love. I love- all their shit. Doomsayer is the greatest song I just ever got, written. I just got. Can you see the hairs rising up? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I just got. Doomsayer is the greatest song ever written. Period. Just period. Like. Yeah. Period. Your doom awaits you, and then. And then what? just a fucking just just what? you're getting, and then you're getting knocked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's amazing, dude. Okay. Last time last time I saw Hatebreed, I was in Dallas with Defonce. Mm-hmm. And they played. I don't remember this. Keep keep in mind. Apparently, after the show, 
I was pissed off. I got on the show for free because the promoter, I knew whoever the fucking promoter was. I think it was probably Mike Seamer. But they Hatebreed played and they even played an encore and didn't play Doomsayer. And so apparently I'm out on the street with Dan and all of our friends and like, you know, some of the people from the industry out in Texas. And my drunk ass is like on the street. I'm standing next to Hatebreed's bus and I don't realize it. And I'm like, I can't believe those motherfuckers didn't fucking buy Doomsayer. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Jasta. And everyone's like, just shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, Luckily, man. they were still in the venue. But mm-hmm. like, I was like, dude, just imagine that that on Lambo. Like, I get beat up by Hatebreed because they didn't play the song I wanted them to play. Oof. Yeah, that. Okay. Oops. <laughs> Whoopsie. How is Mr. Defonce, by the way? I mean, Defonce go way back. Dude, hit him up. He He's good, man. He's like, you know, it's like I have an, I did a, like a solo episode to kind of talk about like the business and, you know, stuff like that. And it's very, you know, having like that real friendship where it's like, it's like not just a symbiotic working relationship is very hard to develop in the music industry. You know that. Right. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, there's always a string attached or money or, there's always something, you know, yeah. and especially I feel like if you look at all the different corners, you know, of the music industry, like I'm a fucking promoter mostly and Dan's a fucking booking agent. Like we're basically arch enemies. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Depends. It depends on the day of the week, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly though. Like you, you know, yeah. Like it depends on the day of the week. And yeah. so it's like crazy. Like that, that dude has become like, I feel so bad for my listeners. He's he's brought up literally like almost every fucking episode because like everybody that I talk to knows him or I always bring up some fucking nonsense that he said to me, you know, the, in the week before I record the episode or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? But he's, yeah, he's do that. He's become like one of my best friends, man. Like he's doing great. Um, his girlfriend, Megan, moved out to Austin with him last year. Yeah, I so saw that. They're in Austin now. Obviously, he still has Rosie, who is the Corgi queen. You know, um, yes, yeah, no, well, they're like even, I'll say they're even, yeah, because because Rosie will murder me. I don't have to worry about Dan, but Rosie will fuck me up the next time I see her, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so no, yeah, so that so he's a dude, he's doing great, man. Like, a lot of the stuff he's been doing with like that devastation on the nation tour, like his branded tours has been killing it. You know, like super proud of him for that, by the way. The under the un, I hate the term like the underground metal has like really been like kicking it back up. I mean, like, you know, me, I was always like the metalcore dude growing up, you know what I mean? And like we barely booked that anymore because like metal all the different other umbrellas of metal are just is, has like come back full force and it's just so prevalent and popular now. Yeah. It does especially, so good, you know, like especially here in Brooklyn. Like any anytime one of his tours come through, I'm like I text him, I'm like, hey, let's go. Oh, say Vitus, dude. <laughs> yeah, Vitus. Uh, there's another venue called the Kingsland over here. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, I think, has Kingsland, Kingsland been open a long-ass time? Uh, not really. Okay, uh, then I don't I don't think I've been there. Probably within the, like the last like four or five years. Okay, then yeah, no, definitely have not been there. Okay. Used to, I think it used to be under another name, and now it's now it's the Kingsland. But there okay. used to be shows at the, at the old old place. Oh. Um, yeah, Dan DeFonts. I used to know Dan DeFonts back when I was in high school, dude. When yeah, we were, when we were both in high school. That dude, I didn't know. I didn't know that you guys knew each other that long, dude. Yeah, he used to be in a band called The Imagine. 
Kipsy based band, yeah. And we used to we used to play together and stuff. And there was yeah. another there's another band that I'm completely fucking up on. Behind the Fallen or something like that? Yeah, something the Fallen. Something the Fallen yeah. was also in. And um yeah, yeah, we that that's that's where or the bless was it bless the fallen. fallen, bless the fallen, just not bless the fall, bless the fall in, bless the fall in. They came yeah. first, as yeah. far as I know. No, they did. He actually, I had him on the show, and he talks about that how they were actually fucking first. Yeah. So yeah, we used to play at the Chance in Poughkeepsie. That that whole complex, oh, that the fucking place, Cranel. Do you remember yeah. that? Do you remember that 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 that? Wait, I think that tour was with you guys. The the four loco tour. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, nobody had had Four Loco, and then I was like, "Oh, everybody should try it." And we walked to that liquor store down the street from the Chance, and the pa- the tour package ended up literally selling the dude out of Four Loco that night. And I'm like, yeah, I one understand. of the bands passed out in the in the alleyway, and we got kicked out by the cops. And it was a fucking dude. Ion Dissonance was all about the Four Loco. It was that. It was that tour, right? It was that tour. Okay, yeah. okay. Because I'm like, was that with you guys, or was that with? Butterman's block. I don't remember because I partied pretty hard with both of you guys. You yeah, know what I mean? There was, there was arsonist headlining, Ion Dissonance, us, and Hell Followed with. I think Structures was on it as well. Oh yes, those little those little Canuck motherfuckers, dude. Yeah, that was a fun tour, man. That was, dude, remember, dude. That was a great remember, tour. Do you remember like like half the bands dropping off, like halfway? All like, the bands, you mean? The tour, the tour, it, the tour ended, and it was just you guys and arsonists. Like, yeah, it was just the both of us. We were stuck yeah. in like. Colorado somewhere because of the snow. We were like, well, that was when I got stuck in the snow with you guys. Yeah, we we're like, well, we. Can I don't. I don't on. remember why, but like, I think I was like, I think Sean pissed me off, uh-huh. and he threatened to leave me somewhere. I was like, I'll just ride with him in the ruins, and like, I was pissed drunk. And one of you guys was like, yeah, get in a van, and we like never talked about it. And then like, I just rode with you guys the rest of that tour, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We, 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 I think the, the the deal was we would split duty with with you like you would ride with us part of the time right with them part of the time. i don't remember i i especially those last couple tours like that one with you guys and then i did like three tours with those butter runs black and then i like worked for a merch company on this edm tour like i probably drank so much in that like nine month period that just i got nothing dude like <laughs> oh, i'm glad i'm glad we brought this tour up because do you remember when i was driving oh dude are you talking about the piss cup, dude? No, or really? We should talk about that too. But <laughs> you remember when I was driving through New Mexico? We were like a half hour, 45 minutes. Oh, away. oh, I know this story. The Del Taco story. On, on the way to Albuquerque. And like, I think we crossed over from Arizona in, into New Mexico. And you were like, Probably. hey, a couple exits uh, before we hit Albuquerque, there's a, a sweet Del Taco I want to go to. I'm like, dude, we're uh, 45 minutes for late for load in right now. He was like, okay, but just stop. It's fine. It's fine. And then, like, we, you wake up and you see me driving by the exit. Yes. Like, Damn. No. Fucking Del Taco. Over. <laughs> like, screaming at the top of your lungs. Because you're all the way in the back of the van and I'm driving. Yeah, I was, I was sleeping behind the back bench, like, against that back door, just like. You guys, um, your eyes was the only van I could ever fit back there in. Like every other van I've ever toured in. I don't know if it's because you guys had like that diesel van. It was, like, it's because it was a 12 passenger, not a 15 passenger. Oh, that's why. Because like every other van I ever tried that again after that, I was like, oh, dude, my fat ass is not fitting back there. I, I, used, to, I used to hop back there all the time. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, it was peaceful and you like didn't hear everyone else's like bullshit. Except for when it's like really hot and the AC doesn't really hit back there and you wake up just like, 
Yes. Sweating balls. Yes. But yeah. No, yeah, the Del Taco. Yes, dude, I, I remember that. That's why, dude, every once in a while, I'll just text you a picture of me eating Del Taco, Tim. Because I know you love – that's like your favorite story about me. I don't know why, but I, it is. I was laughing so hard, and everyone in the van was dying laughing. And the AC was broken, so we had the windows rolled down as well. So the wind was blowing through the van. <laughs> and you were just fighting against being in the back of the van plus the wind plus everyone <laughs> laughing, just trying to yell at me. It was so yep, funny. Yep, yep. So yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's the the, the legendary piss cup story. <laughs> I forgot about that, dude. I tell that story. That's like whenever ever whenever anyone asks how touring with you guys was, that's the first story I tell. Yeah, and you know what? You tell that story, then I'm gonna tell us a follow up story to that because there's been more piss in your in just your eye. Not just my eye. Yeah, not just your eye. Oh, not just my. Oh, okay. There's been multiple Joe's piss in multiple band members' eyes. See, so I don't. I was drunk. All I remember is that you were driving. I don't remember if it was drummer's piss or Joe's piss. Because <laughs> I thought for I thought for a while it was yours, and then no, I, you corrected me last time I saw you. It was Joe's. Okay. So he, he, he's he's done this multiple times. So I'm in the I'm in I'm riding within the within the ruins, guys. So like, you know, twelve passenger van. But the two middle seats are bucket seats, right? The ones that rotate. So Tim's driving. We had all just ended up yelling at each other out about something. We were all hammered. Uh, Joe's in the front seat. He has to piss. I believe the exact conversation was, Tim, I have to piss. Fuck you, Joe. I think that was the exact conversation, more or less. So Joe, the guitar player for Within the Ruins, for those of you that aren't fucking keeping track, which... On, I don't guys. know. Yeah, yeah. He okay. he pees in a coffee cup, like a you know, like the one, like the like a shitty Seven Eleven coffee cup, and then he fucking goes to put the lid on the coffee cup. And keep in mind, so he he turns backwards, and he's kneeling on the seat, peeing in the cup, literally staring at me while he's fucking doing it because I'm in the bucket seat behind the passenger seat. He always turned the light, the all the lights on in the van when he had to do this. Oh, that oh, is that why? Okay. Yeah. So all the lights on, like <laughs> in the ceiling, were on, so he could see. Everyone could see him, and you could see, and he could see you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's basically what's going on. Tim's hundred percent right. So he's in the cup, and then like I see him, like drummers, like Joe, don't do it, and then like I noticed that like he put the lid on, and the lid's not secure, and I was like, Joe, you didn't step the lid on. Joe, you didn't step the lid, and he he goes, he goes. Pfft out the window and like the lid flies off and a layer of piss just right off the fucking top of the cup right into my face flies past me hits drummer all over the side of the van dude fuck joe forever dude as far joe if you watch this episode like i don't know if you've ever watched how i met your mother but you owe me a no questions asked for that joe like that's what you fucking owe me you motherfucker i love how i met your mother by the way i'm rewatching it from season one now Trina and I have well, Trina specifically has watched it like three or four times, but like show. I always, whenever she has it on, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna watch that with you." Like I think, like, you know, there's the there's the eternal debate on what's the best. Like overall, that show is probably the best. My yeah, personal favorite of all of those, like you know, more modern age sitcoms, is Parks and Rec. But that's because Ron Swanson is an affair is a fucking American hero. Love Ron Swanson. Yes. Love him. He's real. He, brings he is real. real. He is real. Um, Anyways, so you have an additional yes, yes, no. story. So 
my first tour with him with within the ruins I always fuck that up when i've been drinking um similar situation we had a conversion van though but same setup so it was okay. like one one bench seat in the back two bucket seats and then uh-huh, the, uh-huh. two tapestries up front joe was in the the passenger seat again Motherfucker, dude turns on all the lights and i'm in the back seat i'm, I'm behind one of the bucket seats okay and i'm watching him and i'm like joe do you have a, a lid for that cup and he's just like no and I'm like, well, fucking find it. Don't just throw it out the window. And he takes the cup. This is, a, this is an empty white cup. He looks at all of us, takes the cup like this, and just goes <laughs> on the highway. And it, all the piss just comes straight back into the van. And I see it happen. So I duck behind the chair and drummer is in front of me. And he just goes like this. I'll never forget the face. He goes, fuck. The piss. And Joe is dying laughing. And he's like, no, it's water. I was like, I was like, motherfucker, I I made eye contact with you with you while you were pissing. That was all piss. I got a little bit on my leg, but it, it I did, and I could just like your drummer voice isn't even that accurate, but like I just I know him. It's, fuck, is that piss? Like that fucking piss. Oh my god, dude. I, I, I got a pretty good drummer, you know. I, I, Oh my! You do, you do. You have to hear. Uh, obviously, it won't happen right now on the on the show. But one of these days, I'll Facetime you. When Trina drinks a little bit, she does. She impersonates me. Oh really? Oh, and it is. You'll you'll die, Tim. You'll. Die. It's like everybody that hears it is just like, she does that better than you, and you're you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, she has to fucking deal with my ass every day, so I would fucking hope, you know. Yeah, right. We have, we have uh, one of my one of my good buddies, uh, Armando. We, he has like a super deep voice like this, dude. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. And there's Urban. He, he, he actually used to be in a, my band that I was in before within the rooms called She's a Liar. And uh, we were on tour once and his mom called him. And I, I picked up his phone in that voice talking as him. And I literally had like a two minute conversation with his mom, and she had no idea. That's so sick. Until I lost it, I was like, "It's Tam." She was like, "What?" Was like, give the phone to my son now. I was like, like "Are you fucking with me?" Yeah, it's so funny. funny. I love that, dude. That's fucking. Oh man. man, tour stories, dude. Yeah, dude. You can go on for hours and hours, dude. Yeah, like I mean, I learned and like the whole you guys having the trailer with the side door, and you installed the dresser in the back. And like, yeah, you guys were so smart, dude. Like, you guys were the most efficient. Other than us being all just like drinking too much, you guys were the most efficient fucking band. Yeah, we were very functioning drunks. <laughs> very functioning. I think my favorite was the one time on that tour. I remember us letting drummer drive for some stupid reason. We were in the parking lot, and you and I were both yelling at him, like, dude, the exit's over there. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Like, you, you got to get the parking lot's over there, drummer. Like, you're you're in the wrong parking lot. And he, and he was like, yo, I fucked you guys. And he just drove, like, over the median with the fucking trailer attached to the fucking van, like, through two wrong parking lots to get to the Walmart parking lot. And I was just like, this is insane. I remember texting one of the arsonists guys, like, if I fucking die, <laughs> like, just know it's within the ruins fault. Like just, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it was, but like in that band, like you, 
for some reason you, you chose to like really push someone's buttons while they were driving. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, you know, alcohol is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it was. Like Joe used to do it to me. I used to do it to him. <laughs> like I think it's just kind of a camaraderie thing at this point in time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Who was? Um, I'm not talking about Griffin. Rest in peace. But who was the fucking Arizona guy? Boda. Yeah, but you had like a nickname for him. Yeah, it was Boda. He used to bring the Boda bar. He used to bring a. That's what it. Okay, yeah. Six and coolers I, I, full of mad booze dude yeah i just remember that one night like i'd already been with you guys for like two weeks and yeah. i just remember you guys going like oh you're not you you know you've just been be- we've just been training you joel and i was like what the fuck you doing you know what i mean and you're like boda's coming tonight and i was like what and then it's like i remember i was inside like doing merch or acting like a, the tour manager i wasn't really being or something you know what i mean like i was doing something and then i come back out and i just remember you going like did you get paid yeah all right, don't pay anybody else. It's fucking Boda time. And that's the last thing I remember from that fucking night, Tim. That literally, I just like, I remember you introducing me to the guy, yeah. me going, holy shit, there's so much booze in the van. And then that's it. Lights out. I don't even know where we woke up. That, you know what? I think the next day was the Del Taco day. I think that's why I was so mad at you. Yeah, because we were driving from Arizona to New Mexico. Because I was probably beyond hungover. Yeah, and right, I just so, all, so, that's probably all I wanted was Del Taco. You fucking asshole. Yeah, and yeah, that's why we were late because we woke up late and fucking hung over. <laughs> we're like, we don't need to drive tonight. We can just stay here. It's like a six-hour drive. We're fine. Yeah. Nope. Oh, nope. Uh, done that many times in 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 our career, by the way. But full disclosure for anyone who doesn't know, our our friend Mark Robota. That's his. That's his full name. That's one of Joe's like old like uh hometown friends he moved out I was gonna to say they grew up together right yeah. yeah they grew up together moved out to arizona so every time we would come through arizona he would text us a couple days before he'd be like what do you guys want and we're always like we're very humble it's like i'm not like putting in any orders or anything i'm just like dude just, i don't know bring some beer and a bottle of fucking whiskey whatever whatever, yeah. whatever you want right we're happy just to see you yeah and he, he was like okay and then he would show up with like Literally like four thirty racks of beer, a bottle of Jaeger, a bottle of whiskey, a bottle of vodka, and like the entire tour package would just get sloshed around our van. I'm drunk just thinking about it. Like just like <laughs> honestly, like especially because the the diet we're doing, I can't drink right now. So like you literally, I'm I feel drunk just just you tell r- reminding me about the boda. There's a lot of flashbacks that come into mind, and it's funny because in one of the most dehydrated states ever. We would just not drink any water and just drink alcohol. It was not mm-hmm. good for our health, probably. Oh no, not at all. But uh, not at all. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I miss those days, Tim. I do. You know, you know, it's funny because you asked me about like how it was like leaving the band and stuff. Like talking about this stuff, I do miss all of this stuff. I miss playing the shows. Yeah, I miss the good times. I miss getting drunk with my boys every day. And I still I still keep in touch with uh with the dudes. Yeah. Maybe like not every week, but on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Even even Steve, I, I I text weekly. Um keep in touch with all those dudes. I don't miss the shitty stuff though. I don't miss no sleep. Yeah. Not money. Yeah, the no money, the no sleep, the long drives, the all the all the music industry nonsense. Yeah. 
all, all, all that stuff. Uh, the music in Yoshinatsu, so I, I, I kind of enjoyed the, the game a little bit. Oh, that's fair. Oh. Unless we got fucked, which we did a good amount. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like a lot of you guys from the Northeast, like the second your band blows up, you're all just like, hold on, I'm ready for the bullshit. And like everybody out here is still like, gets the heartbreak. They have to learn the hard way. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. No, we're like, all right, when where, where's the, the fine print here? Like everybody in Texas and like Florida is like in a bubble where they're just right. like, they're like sick, we're doing it when they haven't done anything. And right. so like, it's just like the veil never gets lifted for some people. And then I feel like everybody from California is like, okay, your soul is going to get broken from you doing this. Yeah. And everybody from the Northeast is like, well, we're either going to beat the shit out of you or, or be raging alcoholics. We already know we're going to get fucked by the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what the thing is? It's like, and this, this, this became very apparent when uh, I first started touring and playing regionally. It was the, the East Coast and the Northeast in particular. It's very easy to play outside of your, your market where, where you're considered local. Uh-huh. In like California, Texas, Florida, all, all those like huge states, you have to drive a long time to, until you leave your state, you know? Yeah. So I think bands from like the, the East Coast and, and the Northeast are kind of groomed into that. It's just like, hey, we, we know what, what the deal is already. We, we, yeah. we, played, we played in different markets. We, we've seen... Um, different crowds and in, in different way the, the way things are done differently yeah. in places already so that, that, that i think that's where the true the bands kind of differ and especially for bands coming up it's just like you know it's just time repeats itself yeah yeah well it's like that's why i think it's funny like i i love i love the inevitable mm-hmm. and it'll start happening again once all this shit's over the like tour announcement and it's like oh it's like a th- this is like an almost month-long west like an almost month-long USA tour, and there's no West Coast dates. Why is that? It's like, oh, well, you see all those towns? They're only four hours apart. Yeah. It's not a nine-hour drive to get fucking anywhere. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can have a whole... That's what we used to do. We used to go down to Florida and back, and that would take us two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. No big deal. That That's how we started. Yep. And we, we'd have, you know, every day booked, maybe like a couple of days off here and there. But yeah. yeah, and every show would be slammed. Yeah, dude, the last, oh my God, you were, so obviously, like, I did those two tours with those Butter Runs Black after I did that tour with you guys, right? Remember when they remade Tron? Yeah. Okay, so I don't smoke weed anymore. Full full disclaimer. I didn't even smoke very much when I was with you guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I dabbled. I, I still just dabble, but yeah. 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 Well, we had a fucking RV, and all of the guys except one of them were like, Let's just hotbox the RV and go see Tron in 3D. So now, whenever anybody says off day, I just have terrible flashbacks <laughs> to just being way overstimulated to that fucking Tron movie, dude. It's it, it, it's a bit much, especially in you said you said 3D. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's that's a bit much. That and all the as Butterworth's black guys are like loud. They're just like you guys. They're just like loud ass characters. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just like. <laughs> I, I I couldn't, dude. I fucking, I fucking can't, dude. Oh man. Uh, all right, my friend. Well, we are coming up. Well, actually, we're over an hour now, according to my little timer here. Yeah, shit. It's full, dude. Well, when you're when you're 
good memories, good catching up. Like that's that's what I enjoy about doing this show. Like obviously it gives me a little bit of reprieve right from from the madness of the world we live in today but like you know when i listen to a lot of these shows first of all i love the fact that there's also a video element because it's just more organic yeah you know what i mean and then but also it's like this is not an interview show it's like i'm talking to people i know reform baby yeah like i love it dude it's like i just i get to be myself and you know like a lot of the things i'm big on and i didn't really touch on it too much in the episode with steve but like you know, so many people, especially around here at home, like they know, like, oh, that's like how there's Joel at shows. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Oh, he's going to say three sentences to me. He's going to have a drink in his hand and then he's going to have to go break up a fight or kick somebody out or pay a band right. or, you know what I mean? So, like, they don't know me, you know. Gotcha. I'm telling my wife to bring me another drink so I don't have to get out. I, I noticed. <laughs> I, no, dude, I clearly understood the hand signal. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, you know, uh, so, so that's the other reason I like doing the show. And that's why I like taking the approach of like, I don't want to just talk about music and bands and that shit while I do it because it's like, how many other fucking interviews can you go watch with the people that are, that I'm asking to come on my shows where they're all they're talking about is their fucking band and music and shit. Yeah. It gets a little uh, repetitive, a little bit boring. Yeah. I mean, people honestly want to hear like the shenanigans and like the funny shit and, and too many people are afraid to talk about the shenanigans yeah like you know i get it cancel culture is scary but like at the same time people are people you know we all have fun we all learn we all grow and we all make mistakes and learn our own ways who fucking cares everybody needs to get off their high horse a little bit like especially with the way the world is now mm-hmm. you know like there's some things that are not okay and never will be okay and yeah you should be reprimanded for them but like you know, that's my problem, not to go on a tangent, but that's my problem with like the, the cancel culture thing is like there's no room for improvement. Oh, this guy did this to me twelve years ago, or he's this person said this, or this guy used to be like that. Dude, I was a fucking shitty young kid twelve years ago. You know what I mean? Like I probably said so much dumb shit that the me now would be like, Oh god, like that's cringy, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. It, it's it's uh I think it was like a couple weeks ago. I went on Lamb. I still go Lamb Goat like every every now and then. Just yeah, to, same. It's like the TMZ of the. It's, in, it's ingrained in our blood. Like, <laughs> well, you know, we can't. It's like, oh, where's the Lamb Goat? Yeah, but but uh, yeah. Well, at one point, like every headline was like different member from a from a mm-hmm. band getting accused of sexual stuff that happened, you know, years ago. Yeah. So it's just like it's it's crazy the the whole cancel culture. I mean, no one should ever be a dick to women. Women and you know. Agreed. To do that kind of stuff, but it, it's, just, it's just kind of crazy that it's all coming up now. Yeah. Well, and now it's like, dude, it's not even just music. It's like fucking wrestlers. It's like politicians. Everything it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like that dude from fucking that played Hyde on that 70s show got convicted of three counts of rape. I just saw that. It's like, crazy. That sucks. And I love that show. Trina and I both love watching that 70s show. So that was like a huge bummer when we saw that. We're like, man, that sucks, dude. Yeah. All right. All right. It's time. Let me let me get let me get to you to these rap questions, brother. All right. I'm gonna switch them a little bit for you because you don't currently tour. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. What was your what what food do you miss the most not being able to get because you don't tour? Besides in and out? Besides In and Out. Besides In and Out. Okay. I love. By the way, I love that you said In and Out. That's why you're always going to be my my dad. Because, you know what? 
there's so many people that are that just clown on it and it's like you don't bring it up but i did watch the episode with steve and i and and i just want to say what a burger is not that good not (laughs) i was waiting for it it's it's okay at best it's It's really good drunk food like when i lived in new mexico for those two years with my folks it'll it'll save your hangover 100 percent. that's because it's putting just a lump of crap in you into your belly it's the same thing as white castle white castle is you know that is disgusting i cannot eat that see yeah i i I fuck with white castle when i'm hung over here okay see the two places that i every time i've gone to them i've gotten sick are arby's and white castle those are the two places i cannot eat Mm -hmm. um back to the question okay so yeah sorry one of the foods that i miss the most i would say is probably texas barbecue Amen to that. Texas barbecue or, or, or any any kind of barbecue, like Carolina barbecue, Kansas City barbecue. Yeah. Barbecue. There, there, there's some like really good barbecue spots here in New York City, but they're re- like they're really, really good, but it doesn't yeah. hold the candle to like the authentic shit in the place that you're going. Like yeah. the, you know, you get that that southern hospitality of the person serving you, like they talk to you the whole time. When I love it. Food. They give you suggestions. They take their time giving it to you. That's one thing about New York City and like the Northeast. It's like everything has to be like, boom, 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 boom. Like, where's my oh, food? Give it to me now. Dude, give it to me now. Dude, it's we're in the home. Time. We're in the home of Amazon, bro. Like, yeah. oh, it's insane, dude. How people are like, where's my food? It's like, yo, you just ordered. Like, yeah. Yeah. you want it microwaved? Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> All right. So yeah, yeah. Barbecue in general. Try it. What's uh? What was your favorite city to roll through when you used to tour? Okay, so I have a lot of hometown hometown pride, New York City, obviously. Yeah. Besides that, I would say it's a tie between Austin, Texas. Okay. Actually, it's like a three way tie. So it's like <laughs> when the White Rabbit was still open. Oh, dude, don't. That was, that was like. The, the highlight of the tour, every tour. Yes, correct. I, you know, I, zero argument here. So like, there's a part two to that question. So, yeah, so, so since the White Rabbit closed, there's another tie. So, there's um, Austin, Texas as well, Texas Slays, or what would the second one be? I would say like Portland, Oregon, the, the Pacific Northwest. That always a fucking good time up there. Always. Yeah. shows are always banging like never a disappointment and always a good that i love it's so beautiful up there yeah yeah it reminds me of it's funny because like we usually hit that like on the the back end of the tour (laughs) when we start like wrapping around and coming back home and that it just reminds me of home because it's like greenery like forest foresty and stuff like that so just you don't have all the snow yeah exactly you don't have like the brutal, unforgivable winters like you guys do. Actually, the past couple of winters have been not that bad at all. We didn't get any snow last year or this past winter. We got maybe two inches. Global warming, brother. Yeah, it was like 60 degrees in February. Man, man bear pig, man. That's all I have to say. Man bear, he exists, dude. He does. He has to. Okay, oh, cool. Gore has it right. I'm so far from South Park, by the way. What South, South Park is going to be so dope this season. 
Oh, I have not been keeping up with South Park in years, but I know that like once that shit kicks off again, it's just going to be balls to the wall, dude. Dude, they keep very, very current. Oh, I know. No, I know they do. Like, I'll go watch like the clips. You know what I mean? Instead of like the whole episode. Yeah. And I have a couple of friends who are like, dude, you have to watch what South Park did last night. Go look it up on YouTube. Yeah. And then I'll go, I'll go watch like the, you know, the five minute segment or whatever. So, all right. Well, what is your favorite color? Green. Okay. You and I are the same there. Tight. I like green a lot. Um, I tagged you in a picture the other day when I was watching the stream that you and Steve did. Um, yeah, all, all the backlighting in my shop is all highlighted green. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. There's a lot of greenery like in, into the entrance of the shop. I'm looking at a green wall right now in my living room. <laughs> like, uh, I just, I, I like green. I like your headphones. Sure. Yeah, no, that's why I got them because they're green. Yeah, it, it, it just like represents life for me. Like things are alive because uh, where I grew up, it wasn't, I grew up like a 40 minutes north of New York City. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of woodsy up there, but yeah, it just, yeah, things are alive and things are good. And once winter's over, it's just like a very good thing. It's tight. I love it. I love good. it. Good. Um, oh man, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to ask you questions um, at the end. I wasn't prepared to end this actually, because we were having such a good time. Um We'll do it part two. Okay, I'm down. I don't like being in that place where it's like, hey, listen to me talk to somebody for two fucking hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, unless you're Joe Rogan, then it'd be like four-hour podcast. Let's go. I can't stand that guy. That's just me, though. Oh, man. All right, that's where we disagree. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Wait, we were bound to disagree on something somewhere, yeah. Tim. Um, all right, well, fuck, dude. I guess, uh, what do you miss the most about touring? Uh, we kind of already touched on that though. That's kind of a stupid question. Yeah. Number one, I would say is my guys. Yeah. My band. That I respect that. that. Camaraderie that, uh, even, even like the arguments I miss, uh, <laughs> second yeah. would be the shows. I miss playing live so much. I haven't played a show in two years, two and a half years. Yeah. And that's where I like really thrived on the road. That made it all worth yeah. it. And I feel like that, that makes it worth it for every musician. Because you go through a lot, of, you go through a lot of shit just for that half hour. Yeah, set, you, know? you do. No, you do. It's true. Yeah. It is very true. Um, how do you feel about the possibility of this, like us not knowing how long this lasts, and like the whole like live stream concert medium? How do you feel about that? It's funny that you asked that because we just watched the Suicide Silence um, thing last. Oh, night. I didn't watch that yet. How was it? Last night or the night before? It was cool. It was cool, and it is really live. They do do an actual live performance per per city. Okay. Um, yeah. I know everybody had that nasty rumor going around that it was like pre-recorded or some shit like that. No, 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 no. It, it, it's all live. Uh, Eddie, Eddie gave me and Nick, Nikki a shout out during the set. That's so sick. I was like, okay, this is live. And then they have like, so like these little funny ass skits, kind of like in like a in like a like a Pantera home video type. Oh, okay. Feel like they have like skits in in, in between the performance uh, that they that they do they pre-record those. Okay. Um, but it, it's super cool. And then they do a Q and A at the end. If if uh, if you haven't tuned in, I, I would highly. Yeah, I'm it. going to. I've been I've been meaning to. I've been slipping on. I need to I need to check it out for Eddie's. For Eddie. I've been I've known that kid since I was a kid. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've known Eddie for for a long time. Yeah. Tight. All right. Well, I guess my last question is you're going to get the same last question as everybody else. Okay. Everybody has like 
a character trait or a quality or a personality trait or something about themselves that they wish other people knew more. Okay. So like, you know, like when you were a singer for a band, you know, the veil's not always pulled down. You know what I mean? Or whether whether that's on because of you or the fan. Sometimes the fans put hold you on a pedestal. You know what I mean? So like even now, I'm sure like, you know, with everything, you have like a beautiful wife. She's kind of famous. You're kind of famous. You guys have this tattoo studio. Like you're still a fucking hip person. You're still a cool dude. Like I'm sure there's some people that are probably like, I'm not intimidated, but like, you know, there's, there's some people that probably approach you slightly differently. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so like, so like for those people that that don't know the real Tim, gotcha. Like, what's something you want those people to know about you that you that you wish like more people understood about you? That's a good question because I am I, I am and I always have been pretty transparent <laughs> as as far as like who I am and, and yeah. all that stuff. Um, I guess when like yeah, I guess when I was still touring, people thought that I was like tough as fucking nails and like <laughs> it was it was like a big badass but i mean i am no, i'm kidding okay. <laughs> but but like you know i'm on you, you know me i'm i'm a fucking i'm a, I'm, I'm a goofball yeah I, I like to have a good time and yeah I, I i guess i guess that's it you're like one of the chill yeah no you i know it well and i like i get i get told all the time that like especially like when i'm at a show because you know i'm worried about like is there going to be a fight can i pay the bands mm-hmm can I have another drink yet? Like, have I broke even? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But I was like a look on my face and people are like, you just look mean and like unapproachable. I'm like, I'm like a f- big giant blubbering dumb teddy bear. What are you fucking talking about? Like you can ask I what? The, I feel like that's the case with most of, uh, most of the touring dudes. That's fair. That's a fair point. Unless you came from like, like a really rough upbringing. I feel like yeah. like, not not a lot of like the hardcore dudes, but some of the hardcore dudes are, you know, they're they're pretty rough around the edges, and they they kind of definitely. It's live hard. Up, live it's hard to, to it's that. hard to break the walls down. Yeah, you know, they definitely live up to that to that uh persona and, and that expectation. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just chill, dude, man. Good. Now, you now, are. It's funny because now when people meet me. Um, Especially through laser, they're like, "Oh, you're, you're so nice. You're so personable. Thank you for being so kind." They're like, what? and I have like uh, within their own skate decks in, uh-huh. in, in my laser room. They're like, what, what, "What's that about?" I'm like, "Oh, that's my old band. I used to uh, tour full time in, in a metal band, singing for a metal band." They're like, "No way!" Like, I'm gonna look you up, and then and they come back. They're like, "I can't believe that's you." Like, no fucking way. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that, I, I still do it." I, I, you know? Yeah. I'm, that's I'm, right. Uh, that, that, that's cool to have those experiences though you know what i mean like that's awesome yeah, yeah. i back cool. that i back that well that that yeah. was it for me i got i got in fear of us going on the two hour mark i got nothing else you know what i mean we're we're far from that but we could get to that very easily uh, yeah that's my point that's my point so we'll let's it. wrap it let's <laughs> snip, snip, snip snip let's get some pee in the eyes right now you know what i mean um it's in the eye God, dude. Damn, Dal Taco. Um, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Fuck. It's been another wonderful episode of Joel Cupcake Unedited. I'm your boy, Joel Cupcake. That's my boy, Tim Ruins. Hit the subscribe button at the bottom. If you're only listening via a podcast, you can't see our hands. So do whatever the fuck you want, I guess. Um, 
Check out Tim's shop, Everblack Tattoo Studio. Uh, find his amazing wife online, Nikki Simpson Tattoo. Right? Nikki, uh, yeah, I'll just plug all the socials. Do so it. I'm, go, 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 go. I'm at Tim Ruins. You can follow my wife at Nikki Simpson Tattoos. You can follow the laser company I work for at Clean Slate Laser. And you can follow my shop at Everblack underscore BK. There you go. There you go. There it is, everybody. Tim, thank you for being here. Everybody else. Me, hey, dude, of course, my dad. Not a problem. We'll do part two. Maybe we'll bring in Defonce. We'll have a little three-way. Oh, my God. We should just get a whole bunch of like old dudes and just do one together. We should. This website I use that like for the like the recording medium, I can have up to ten people at once. I'm fucking in, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, yeah. Tim. Thanks, brother. I love you, dude. Cheers. Love you too, buddy.